Happy Monday and welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr., reporting to you live from the Workhorse HQ in Edmonds, Washington. So excited to be home and so excited to be back with you all on a consistent basis. Y'all, we did it. Knocked out a full tour in about a month, and I'm excited just to be back in the space to come and bring you all some much-needed messages as we approach the second half of the holiday season. So with that being said, I got a great conversation lined up today. But before I get there, I want to first say thank you to all of our new listeners, whether this is your first time or one of your few first times listening in. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to the Between the Dream podcast. And of course, if you are a returning listener to my dream team, thank you all so much as well for your continued love and support with the podcast. That being said, I want to go ahead and jump right into today's conversation because of the fact that I know that we are, um, and maybe not everybody, but you know, I think it's safe to say that all of us in some way, shape or form have had an encounter or an experience with some form of grief, right? And so if you're like me, maybe you've lost some people close to you as of uh, like lately, like recently, recently, or maybe you lost people in the past that were not only meaningful to you, but that um, really played a huge part in your life and you don't have them anymore in this space. And so because of that, you could be struggling when it comes to this time of the year. Maybe you lost them at this time of the year. or Maybe you had special um, experiences with them during this time of the year. Maybe this was your person throughout every season of life. And this year, just this particular season, maybe, excuse me, meant something a little more. Um, either way, I think it's important for us to talk about, right? And so I want to ease us into the grief conversations that we're going to be having. And I don't want these to be ho-hum. I do want them to be very informative, though. So I'm going to take two quick thoughts today when it comes to some things that I think we can put at the forefront of our mind when it comes to how we look at grief and then, of course, how we choose to approach the grief that we might be experiencing in our lives. Right. And so the first thing that I thought about um, as we think about grief uh, and it kind of comes from a thought that I've been putting out within other realms of my work around comparison. And a lot of times when it comes to comparison in any stretch of you know life, we tend to kind of fall into it, whether we notice it or not, or sometimes it could just start off as inspiration, right? Usually when I'm working with groups, I always talk to them about this idea that inspiration can sometimes transform or teeter the fine line into idolization. And so with that being the case, sometimes in idolization, we start to walk in the actual realm of whatever it is that we had once inspired to maybe be or to kind of have similarities to. So I think that this is important because what tends to happen is that in comparison, specifically having to deal with grief, one of the things that we don't always realize is that it can cause us to start beating ourselves up and to start coming down on ourselves in a harder manner because we look at ourselves and say, hey, I'm not dealing with grief or I'm not coping or handling it 
the way that maybe a friend of mine did when they lost somebody or when they lost a job or when the season changed or when the relationship changed, whatever it might be. I really want to encourage you all with this thought that just because of the fact that you see somebody else dealing with grief in a particular way doesn't mean that you have to. And this is why we've got to remember that when we talk about grief, grief in its own right, in its own form is very unique. Grief, my friends, is unique. And that is the first point that I want to leave you all with today, right? Our experiences with grief um, are different. The way we experience it is different. The way we receive what we have experienced during that time is completely different, right? And I think that a lot of times we don't keep this at the forefront of our mind when we talk about grief and the moments of dealing with grief, right? And so what tends to happen is that not only is the experience that led to grief different and unique from everybody else's, but I think, too, when we talk about maybe the day ahead, right, the day ahead when it comes to having to get up and go to work or just try and do life or figure out how to do life for that day, each one of those days moving forward is unique. Some days it will be amazing. Some days it might not be as amazing. I think sometimes we even have expectations that it might be bad and then it doesn't turn out to be bad. Sometimes we have expectations that it'll be good and maybe it doesn't turn out to be as good. The point that I'm making is that there is such a unique trait about how our days are as we go through the ebbs and flows of, of life with grief in any form. And so I want to encourage you all that because of the fact that grief is so unique, can we take some time not to compare our process and our journey in dealing with grief and how we look at it and how we judge ourselves and how we come down on ourselves and beat ourselves up, which actually leads me to the second and final point that I want you all to take away today in this conversation. And that is that I think in grief, I want to encourage us just from a very simple, like practical, I can start doing this today if I make the decision to, is to make time for self-care and to make time to feel your feelings, right? A lot of times we do not do this enough. And it's crazy coming back off of this seven city tour with colleges and high schools and different, you know, nonprofits and small groups, big groups, everything in between. One of the common themes that I got a chance to witness during like Q&A and conversations with these groups, a lot of it had to do with the idea of self-care. And in the self-care conversation, a lot of people talked about how they stopped taking care of themselves because maybe they felt hopeless, right? Or maybe they were feeling like, ah, what's the point? What's the use? I was doing all of this before and I still, and it still led me to this place. I was taking care of myself before and I still had to deal with trauma, not realizing that that self-care was actually a good ground of practice, kind of helping to lead you up to where you're going to be and what you're going to be able to do when hard times come, right? So we got to make time for self-care, but I really want to dive into this concept of making time to feel your feelings. A lot of times, fight or flight, I talk about this in the 31 Days of Power book, fight or flight feelings can start to settle in. And when they do, sometimes they settle in and we do not take the opportunity to face whatever it is that we are experiencing in that moment as we are looking 
at the trauma or maybe the aftermath of it, right? What we tend to do sometimes, a lot of times, if we can be honest, is we run away. We run away from the very thing that we need to be able to stand face to face with so that we can gain closure, so that we can gain understanding, and so that we can start some sort of journey and process into the healing and the overcoming aspect of it, right? And so I want to just encourage you all to acknowledge the moments where you need time or the moments where you need space um, for the feelings that might be there and then also the feelings that might not be there yet, right? Like you, sometimes when it comes to grief, you know, like the, the thoughts, the ideas, the feelings can hit us in a moment, right? That as they hit us in that moment, that was not a what we would consider a likely time or likely moment it was literally random out of nowhere but boom it happened right and so in this i just want to give you permission to let you know it's okay it's okay to feel those feelings in that moment making space making time for yourself and giving yourself permission to just be to feel whether that comes through the form of reflection whether that comes through the form of you crying, whether that comes through the form of you screaming in the pillow, it doesn't matter. I need for you all to understand that in those moments, you've got to be able to get it out. Now, as a small little bit of help here, and I I think this is really important, I'm never going to tell you how to grieve. But if I could give any thought on, hey, let's stay on the side of, uh, err on the side of caution, it would be this. Let's make sure that whatever forms or habits that we tend to embrace or pick up during the times of grieving, that they are productive. Productive, that's all I'm asking. And the reason why I say this is because sometimes when we grieve, it's very easy to cope with fun things. But sometimes fun things in the coping can actually lead to um, bad habits. It can lead to addictions. It can lead to other doorways that did not need to be open. And now that they are, we've got to figure out how to deal with them as well. And now we're taking on more issues that we've got to heal from while also still being unhealed from the grief, from the trauma of that grief, from those feelings. So let's just make sure that we're being cautious with that, right? And here's this. As you take time to make self-care a priority, I would say let's make sure that we're making and creating a healthy schedule, right? Because here's the reality. When we're grieving, it's very easy for us to, my my best friends talked about this yesterday at, at church service, but it's easy for us to pick up distractions. It's easy for us in times where maybe we are ready to like throw our hands up and surrender it over and make a change for the better when dealing with this grief sometimes we might easily just choose distractions instead and typically distractions come with us not making a plan with us not setting some sort of healthy schedule that can really help us to prioritize what we need in those moments. So that is going to be the last piece that I give you all today. I really hope that this was helpful. If it was, please let me know. Reach out. Jr. on Instagram and LinkedIn is Richard L. Taylor Jr. Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. Um, Twitter, at TrulyTaylorMade. And of course, my website, RichardTaylorJr.com. Y'all, it's been a minute, but I'm excited to be back. I'm getting warmed up again. And in this, I know we're going to have some great conversations. Reach out. If there are any thoughts that you might have, anything that you want to add to the conversation, we're a family, we're a community, and that's what we do. So I love to hear from you all. As always, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. I'll see you all Wednesday.